Hello, everybody. I'm super excited to present to you the funniest Korean comedian I know. He's a Christian convict. He's somebody that you do not want to mess with and somebody that I think is super funny, super hilarious. Welcome, Sizzle Sr. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Miss Leland. Yeah, no problem. Um, so we we're just talking and you said you started comedy around the same time. You kind of started comedy around the same time. So how did you get into it? Oh, wow. So very um, it's kind of a long story, but I didn't go like the conventional route. No one told me like I was really funny or anything. But uh, Miss Lena, I had a vision. I was on a stage, so I I started comedy like that. Was it like the the day after you're like, all right, let's do this, or did you like think about it for a while? Well, um, I had the vision. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I wasn't sure if it was comedy, mm-hmm. but then of course I was kind of like scared to hit the stage, and it took me like about a month, I guess, of thinking about it. And then I knew I had to do it before I turned like before my 40th birthday. So I just went to Flappers and started. Wow. Oh my God. And how was that experience? It was uh, very humbling. It was um, a bomb very bad in front of a lot of people. But I knew that was like the first step. Yeah, flappers as your first open mic, that's intimidating. Like, <laughs> yeah. terrified. Like, do you remember, like, what you were talking about? Like, the topics you talked about? Uh, just what I was going through at the time. I was, like, homeless at the time. And uh, I was really going through a lot. So I was just, you know, complaining and trying to make some jokes. But mm-hmm. didn't work out. <laughs> so I, I think it's always, like, the second time is the bravest. Because the first time you can just be like, oh, okay, whatever, on a dare. And, you know, um, what made you go back a second time? Uh, so I knew it wasn't good, but um, <laughs> like because of the vision I had, I was like, all right, I got to keep working at this. So instead of going to Flappers again, I went to the Ha Ha. Oh, nice. Those are good mics. Damn, you're, you had a lot of guts. No, but check this out, Miss Leland. There was the show going on in the main room at Ha Ha. Oh, my God. And the comics were late, so they moved the open mic to the main room. Whoa. Okay. I bombed even worse (laughs) in front of a bigger crowd at Ha Ha. So what made you go back a third time? (laughs) (laughs) So after that, like, um, I really had like a lot of soul searching for like a few days after that mm-hmm. and then because of the vision i had i went back to flappers after okay. a few days of uh writing i tried to write some stuff mm-hmm. and then um uh, the third time i went to flappers i got a lot of laughs somehow mm-hmm. i was doing like this korean ajishi accent mm-hmm. and uh, they weren't really laughing at my jokes just kind of like like what the hell is this guy <laughs> So uh, that gave me enough like strength and encouragement to like continue. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. And you have such an interesting backstory to me. Like, can you tell us like what, like just a little bit more about your background? Uh, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Korea. 
Um, my mother brought me here when I was two years old. Uh, she brought me with her mom, but didn't have a father. And uh, she worked like really hard to raise me, you know. I was mm -hmm. supposed to, she, she brought me for education, mm -hmm. but, um, and I was supposed to, you know, get higher education, but then that didn't work out, Miss Leland. <laughs> right. So I think Asian families are all just like super pressuring you all the time, you know, to walk a, like a specific path. Like, so what was like the, what was like the traditional path like for you? I was supposed to go to a very good school. My mother used to say like Harvard, right. Princeton or Yale. Like she doesn't even speak English. But she knew. <laughs> like in the words, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knew those three colleges. Right. And uh, it was a lot of pressure, you know, I would come yeah. home and say, hey, mom, I got an A minus. She's like, how come you didn't get 100? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no, and um, yeah, I went through all that. And uh, she was tough on me as a kid, but as I got older, she became uh, kind of lenient. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I didn't really have any guidance. So I could probably say I was like a really bad kid, I guess. Mm -hmm. And did you grow up around LA? Or no, something? I grew up in Maryland. Whoa, how was that? Uh, it was fun. They got a small Asian community. Uh, Northern Virginia, there's a lot of Asians. Mm -hmm. It's uh, pretty diverse compared to, you know, other locations. Mm -hmm. And what made you decide to come to SoCal? Oh, I came to California because um, the things weren't working out between my baby mother. Mm -hmm. And she, she kidnapped my son from Maryland while he was like in school and brought him here and then never brought him back. So I flew out here trying to see my son. Wow. And, and uh, that's how I ended up in California. Wow. So what do you think of California versus Maryland? Um, I mean, like, I like the air quality and the water quality <laughs> of Maryland. Mm -hmm. I like the, uh, I like the four seasons. But California is like, I feel like a lot of the artists like come to California, the mm -hmm. creatives and, uh, it's really nice. It's really nice besides the pollution. I <laughs> like that. That's funny. And um, how long have you been in California? About three and a half years now, I think. Okay. Okay. That's like, that's like basically when you kind of started the open mic, right? A little bit before? Yeah. Before I started comedy, I was here for about a year almost. Okay. And your, your tagline is Christian convict comedian. Can you... Tell us a little bit about like the first two words. Like, uh, do you talk about Christianity in your act a lot? Not uh, really. A convict, yeah. But I want them to know that I'm a Christian. And uh, ever since I was a kid, I like really didn't like how Christians always like push it on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like try to say, oh, you know, you're not a good person if you're not a Christian. So I, I just want to tell people I'm a Christian and it's helped me, but I don't want to push it on nobody. Right. Yeah. And uh the convict stuff. Like um, I guess I like telling people all the bad stuff about me first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's it's like in prison, right? Honestly, right. you always find out all the bad stuff about everyone first, and then you can decide if you wanna 
you know, know, get to know them or not. But right. in real life, like, you find that stuff out later. And it kind of yeah. sucks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so what was, could you tell us a little bit more about, like, what that time was like? The prison time? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you hear so many bad things about prison, but um, my experience, I actually had a great time this week. <laughs> It was, yeah, tell us more. It was like summer camp. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of time to read all the books that I wanted, mm-hmm. a lot of the authors uh, that I heard about, a lot of time to read. Uh, got to play sports. It was like soccer, basketball every day. Mm-hmm. Wow, that <laughs> sounds out. fun. <laughs> um, so I got a break from my uh, my baby mom. It was, get away from her. That was, okay. I mean, that's, that's a one point. <laughs> Um, so I guess I always saw myself as somebody who would never last in prison like Mm -hmm. did you like do they mostly leave you alone like were they uh, like you knew martial arts like what what was the deal (laughs) the thing about prison is uh, of course there's a lot of bad people in there there's a lot of criminals but uh it all depends on like what you did to get in prison Uh, okay and that will determine Oh. how your prison stay will be okay so if you like snitched on your co-defendants or friends or family or let's say you did an unrespectable crime like you are hurting women or kids then your prison stay will not be fun but like it will it will suck really bad okay and um they'll find out as soon as you get there they'll find everyone will know <laughs> what you did <laughs> Mm-hmm. so that aspect's kind of cool okay so if you're like all right they just kind of leave you alone right yeah okay that sounds fair yeah um, so like I, I was facing uh like two life sentences and um uh, i didn't cooperate with the government so in a criminal's eyes that's like oh man this is a stand-up guy oh wow okay. but it's actually like a dumb guy but mm. Yeah, I just, I think I, I couldn't make it. I would not, <laughs> I would not be able to make prison at all. So props. You would be good in there. I think you would be an educator. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I think Maybe you would women's be teaching. prison is <laughs> I feel like women's prison would be different. No? I mean, of course, certain things would be different, but um, I don't think it's like, what's it called? The Orange and Black Show? What was it called? Oh, uh, Orange is the New Black? Orange is New Black, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, you should be a character on that show. That'd be awesome. Oh, my God. No, hell no. I would, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can't act at all. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I, I would be. But I thank you for thinking that I could. Um, but hopefully never have to get to that stage. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, who's your favorite comedian besides us, obviously? Uh, I used to tell people uh, Bugs Bunny was my favorite comedian. <laughs> Why? But, uh, you know, they're like, oh, that's not a real comedian. So, uh, <laughs> like, that's who I grew up watching every day. Oh, okay. I learned English from him. Mm. I think I got my sense of humor from him. <laughs> and uh, oh, mm-hmm. I always wanted to be like him when I was a kid. Of course, when I got older, you know, I stopped yeah. telling people I wanted to be like him. <laughs> um. And what do you, th- who do you think is like your biggest influence in your, in your life? 
I would have to say my mom. Mm -hmm. Like that's uh, she's like my superhero. Mm -hmm. Raised me. I, I saw how much she sacrificed to, uh, you know, raise me. And uh, I, I know I let her down. Like as a man, looking at everything I've done now, but uh, you know, she she's still so loving. You know, it's amazing to see like how loving she is, not just to me, but to everyone. And even after everything I put her through and she's an amazing person. Are you an only child? Do you have siblings? Uh, only child. Oh, wow. That's like, cause most, is this unusual in Korea? Yeah. You an only child? Yeah, cause I feel like most of the Koreans I know have like at least a few like siblings. Um, so does, what, what, what does your mom feel about like comedy? And you being comedian? Well, like the thing, like everyone that knows me, even my mom, they're all like, oh, you know, never really been a funny person. <laughs> yeah. They, so uh, how does she feel now, now that you're, you know, doing all these shows? Uh, she's very surprised. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I didn't even know this. My mom was like launched a singing career before I was born in Korea. Oh. How did yeah, that go? She was supposed to be a big time. She never even talked about it. She was on TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she cut that to start a family. Oh, yeah. That's where you have your genes, your performing genes. That's awesome. I mean, did she... Because so, I'm actually kind of shy, but my mom was supposed to be like the, the superstar, you know? Mm -hmm. Did you ever... Have you ever gone back to Korea? When I was 13, I went back. Wow. Would you go back again pretty soon? Oh, I guess not now because of the pandemic. But um, what was oh, it like? I can't leave the country right now. Yeah. Yeah. If I leave, I can't come back in. Something like that. Like at all? Yeah. Like ever? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, you could be stuck in worse places, right? I mean, you're in, you're in California. Um, <laughs> so let me think. You're, there's so many, like, questions. So if you weren't a comedian, what do you think you would be doing? I'd probably be a, a supervisor in a radiology office right now in LA. <laughs> I love it. I That's love what it. I was doing before comedy. Oh, okay. How was, so do you, are you like looking at x-rays? Are you managing the radiologist? Like what, what, what was that life like? No, it's called patient care coordinator. I would okay. like get the women prepared for their mammograms and stuff. Make sure they're not wearing a wired bra. Right. Strange job. <laughs> um, and then when did you start to do like, you're like, you know, okay, I'm gonna do comedy like full time. Like, so you okay? So it's like 2019 winter time. You done through open mics. What made you say, okay, let's do this full time? Yeah, Leland. So I was um, I got injured at my radiology job. Oh man. And uh, they told me like I can't work. I can't make any income and uh plus I was going through the stuff with my baby mom mm -hmm. and every morning I was waking up like screaming like cussing like you effing bitch <laughs> <laughs> and to wake up in the morning like that I knew something was wrong with me like mentally and spiritually I guess okay. <laughs> and uh yeah so like the comedy really helped me out Definitely. It like almost saved my life. 
Yeah, well, save true. other people's lives. Put it yeah. like <laughs> right. And um, what advice do you have for like people who are like wanting to start comedy, uh, who are like first timers? I would say, um, you know, like if you have a vision or if you know what you want to do, like just go for it. Don't let other people's ideas about you like affect where you want to go and what you want to do you know what I mean because in the beginning it's really rough <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and uh, especially for someone like me that's not funny but hey if you're a funny person and everyone says hey you should try comedy you know definitely work on your craft and hit that stage and um don't look back yeah, that's great advice. And you've done a lot of shows. And uh, what was like the funniest thing that's ever happened to you at a show or an open mic? Probably at the uh, Young Baca, one of the Young Baca shows that you were at. <laughs> yeah, what happened? At that same venue, one of my jokes, um, I said Mexicans in the joke. Uh -huh. I guess there was like a Mexican gang in there that night. <laughs> and they were like, what the hell he say? So they started booing me off the stage, you know, threatening me. And um, I didn't know what to do. So I just started, I ended it with one of my songs mm -hmm. where I get the cloud clapping. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got booed off stage, but I didn't get off stage. That was probably the funniest thing that ever happened. That's awesome. You could have been killed by MS-13, but I'm glad that you kept going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm going to get canceled, but. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've already been canceled so many times. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, me too, Miss Lila. Um, We're both canceled. But like, why would they, like for me, I understand why they would cancel me. Like, why did they try to cancel you? Oh, uh, it's probably it's so bad. Like bad comedy. <laughs> but your, yeah, your comedy, oh, Miss Lila, I love your style. Like, uh, I saw your TikTok and all that stuff before I even met you. Like you're, you're so authentic and like you, you keep it so real and you're so honest. I thought I was tough going to these mics by myself, but wow, you, you go in there. Sometimes you tell all the guys in there that are like the biggest losers, <laughs> you know? I, I'm probably gonna get killed one of these days. That's <laughs> I swear to God. But I, I don't know, like I, I, I'm really glad that you actually said that because I always feel like I'm basically like warring with... <laughs> Oh, you are awesome. I don't want to, but it's like you sit through so many jokes, and I just feel like I just I just had to say something, you know. But um, in the end, whatever, life is short. If I if I do end up getting killed by one of these guys who get <laughs> insulted, oh well, you know. Um, but it's it's good to have like people who are more mature, um, especially older guys there to just kind of like uh, stabilize them a little bit because I do know open mics tend to be like you know early twenties mid-20s, you know, artist types. Um, do I regret saying those things? No. Um, would I do it again if I if I had a chance? I don't know, maybe in a different way. But <laughs> um, but open mics are fun, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Because, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Yabaka is a really crazy venue, I will say. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, are you hosting it soon? Or, like, what's... Oh uh, no! Uh, yeah, I stopped hosting the uh, hip hop shows. Trying to, you trying are very hip hop. Up. You you are very hip. Do you sing? 
Uh, no. <laughs> no? Um, do you dance? No. But you work out a lot. Like <laughs> your your like biceps are like huge. So I think I don't think any has anyone tried to mess with you? Uh not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I swear I do do people think you do martial arts? Probably the Asians. <laughs> no. are you okay i'm just curious so in prison did you what was like the diversity oh so uh check this out i, I was at the craziest prisons um i was at uh immigration prison in moshannon valley so there's 1400 inmates there 1200 were hispanic or mexican oh, and dominican right and uh at that prison there are a bunch of chinese and asians right. And not that many white dudes they were all from like canada so very like strange prison you know most of the time every prison is mostly uh black you know right that i've been to did they did they did they call you chino or do they try to make of sure? course every time i will correct them i said no amigo it's coreano yeah but so then they, they, they started they... correcting everyone for me <laughs> that's funny like no amigo Wow. <laughs> um what were the prisoners like like just personality wise i guess okay so um in prison when you get there uh someone from your race will come like check you okay they'll then, say hey you know yeah. what you doing in here yeah and they'll ask like for your paperwork usually okay and your paperwork will show like what your charge was mm-hmm your case details if you snitched or not mm -hmm. and whatever it says on there will make your life good or bad okay so because uh on my paperwork it made me seem like the uh, one of the head guys of my case the mastermind of the money laundering mm -hmm. so um everyone thought i had a lot of knowledge mm. You do. They were giving me like sweats. They were making me cheesecakes. They were giving me, <laughs> what? yeah, tuna casseroles. I don't what? even know how the hell they made it. Taquitos. They deep fried taquitos in prison. I don't know what. <laughs> how did they even get? So okay, I I'm actually interested in this. What are the prison economics like? Like how how do you guys trade for all the things that you need? Well, every prison the currency is different. Mm -hmm. Um, like the immigration prison I was at. The currency is mackerels, like packages of mackerel. Wow, okay. So, you know, you can buy like a, a tattoo for like a hundred mackerels. Like a fish? Yeah, and then Whoa. there's a huge gambling problem in prisons. So everyone's always gambling and on games and mm -hmm. there's so much drugs in prison. It's ridiculous. It's like a a whole different bad world inside when the lights go out that's crazy so can you walk us through like a day in the life like what would be like a typical day mm, wake up go eat breakfast uh go read a little bit or go to your job depending on like what the prison issues you to do mm -hmm. you know you try to work out you eat lunch read eat dinner wash up hygiene real well uh call loved ones if you can write a letter read go to bed wow can i say it sounds better than a nine to five <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, they do your laundry. They get three meals a day, Miss Leland. So some guys I met in prison, like they want to be there, believe it or not. It makes sense. I mean, it, it seems like they treat you actually better than, you know, just work in a regular job where a boss is trying to yell at you and you have to, you know, do overtime. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you still have like friends from prison or do you guys just not contact each other? How does that work? Oh, uh, I have a couple of tattoo artists that did my tattoos. I'll stay in touch with. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't really stay in touch with the prisoners, but yeah, if they reach out to me, I'll definitely like talk to them. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, what have you been doing since quarantine? Uh, quarantine happened. Um, I was like spending so much energy trying to see my son. Mm-hmm. and then I almost kind of just had to put it in God's hands mm-hmm. you know everyone I talked to is like hey man chill out he's with the mom but then uh when I start explaining and I don't want to like make her look bad I just want to see my son Miss Leland if, right. you, yeah. if you can help me with that uh I would I would really appreciate it right makes sense and um uh, let me think what is your philosophy on like fatherhood fatherhood well like I know well I I felt like I missed out on a lot and I was so bored as a kid Mm. yeah what's that like not like just growing up because I also grew up with a single mom but I'm curious oh really of a man yeah Mm -hmm. Oh, so you didn't have a father either? Like, my, uh, I, if people ask that I don't know, I just say, like, he died because it's just easier without going into much of the drama. But um, oh, he okay. basically chose not to really be in my life. And um, when my mom passed, some of the things that he said to me were pretty um, uh, callous, I guess. And um, this is kind of why I uh do some of my comedy stuff because i'm divorced as well and you know my experiences with with men and stuff but i i do think fathers are very important you know but from my perspective i kind of take from men that i do admire and i look at you know how they raise their kids especially when i was like working at a golf course um it's mostly like you know men at the golf course and a lot of them are dads and i kind of like synthesize what they're doing for their kids and kind of like come up with a philosophy there because I didn't have that. But I did grow up with my uncle and my grandpa and, um, you know, had a lot of mentors who were helpful. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, uh, my perspective on fatherhood is kind of more pieces, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just curious from like the, the guy's perspective, like what you think. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I felt like a, I didn't know I was like the dumbest kid in the world because, um, you know, we didn't have the internet mm-hmm. or I didn't have the internet growing up. And I just didn't have like an older father figure in my life. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I just wanted to set my son up for success. Mm-hmm. Teach him as much as I can, but not too much, too early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That can mess up kids too. So I know how that is. So I just yeah. wanted to be a father to my son, Miss Lee. That's good. You're one of the good ones for sure. And um, you know, you're in the same area, basically. It's just, you know, 
it depends on i guess permission i mean i don't know i don't you know what i mean like it is in god's hands like your friend said um but you're ready you know what i mean um i don't know if that makes sense or did i <laughs> did i totally just butcher it um uh let me think what would you i guess what would be like your advice for for i guess getting into relationships marriage all that stuff well you know like when you're young you you think you fall in love and stuff mm-hmm. and like, i don't think kids really know what like love is you know maybe mm-hmm. lust or you're just having a crush right but then as you get older like people get married for these crazy reasons but i feel like you almost have to you have to think of it as a business and how it's going to work and how it's going to run and operate in the long run mm-hmm. and how you guys going to survive like if that stuff's not figured out or talked about or i don't think it's going to work with any relationship or marriage on I me mean. because mm-hmm. marriage is so tough it is and uh you know they say like you need god for it to work yeah like yes you're yeah. right yeah you're right <laughs> so if you don't see marriage as like you know a team like you guys coming together to make some, do something together or you know I, I just don't see how marriages can even work for a long time yeah yeah, it's very tough and totally love. No. <laughs> yeah, because like people people get offended when I say like you have you know marriage is like a business, but you're right. It's it totally is. It has to be, you know, two people on the same team wanting the same things, uh, or at least complementary. Yes. Um, yes. So thank you for that. And um, what's what do you think is the future of comedy and uh, your future in comedy? Well, uh. I'm not even sure if I'll have a future in comedy, <laughs> but uh, just I was just trying my best and um, you know having fun mm-hmm. while we're going at it, and we'll see where we go with it. And uh, I'm hoping somehow one day soon, you know, I'll have, be able to get custody of my son through all this that I'm doing. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you have anything to say about like the court system? Yeah, uh, I've been to court about three times. Uh, I filed because I went to pick up my son one day. He was standing outside of his home in soiled pants. And then I went to pick him up at school and like, my baby mom would call Amber Alerts. What? <laughs> so we went to court. Wow. I, I uh, filed to go to court and they yeah. didn't even let me talk. Oh I've been God. there three times, Miss Leland. They don't even let me talk or show any evidence. I have videos and texts, and I had this whole binder full of evidence. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's my fault. It's my criminal record and, uh, I guess, my appearance. So. <laughs> well, but that's – how do you wish the courts would be like in terms of, like, family law? If you rule the world and you can change the law, what would you do? let the dad talk <laughs> do you think it is heavily skewed towards a women's woman's favor like what absolutely and i understand because there's so many like fucking lame men and 
dads out there, I, mm-hmm. I understand why it's so heavily favored to the mom because you know the mom like what's better than a mom's love i love my mom and i want my son to have mom's love too right that totally yeah but hey maybe maybe there will be some changes in the court system and and they are do you think they're changing no no (laughs) damn it not at all I'm trying to make it inspirational, but at least at least now we know the truth. Um, <laughs> I wanted to end on a happier note, but um, I guess what's how can we connect more with you? How can we see you on a show? What are your socials? How can we continue the convo? Oh, uh, I've been doing comedy for about uh, two years now, but I, I don't have the confidence to say, "Hey, come check out my show yet." But you um, do host a lot of other people's show though. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to improve and one day be able to invite people to one of my shows. Okay, then what about Instagram? <laughs> what about oh, what about Instagram anything? is uh, Ajushi Power. Um, A H J U S H I Power it means like old man strength. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, you have to! I have to dig up. Do you have a video of you doing the, the Ajushi accent in uh, Flappers? Oh no! Thank God I don't. <laughs> that was like, oh man, if that was on record, oh, I could live with myself. Because I I love Ajishis. My mom had a roommate who was like an older Korean man. He just say the funniest things. So I totally support Ajishis everywhere. Ajishis power <laughs> for sure. Um, definitely follow him on Instagram. Uh, do you have? Are you on TikTok? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> You probably hate it, but follow him on Instagram. And thank you so much for teaching me so much about yourself, about prison fun, and just uh, that there are good guys out there. So thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, and man. I That's hope you have you. Me, you are definitely one of my most favorite comedians and people in LA. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. I, I can't, not a lot of people can say that about me because I feel like everyone hates me, but whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. As long as the right people like me, it doesn't matter. So thank you fan, so big much. Fan, Misty. I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you on future episodes to come.